talk about today. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for teaching us, for preparing us for your return. That's what you're doing, and we just love you for it. Thanks for not just showing up unannounced, but the gentleman that you are, you're letting us know you're coming before you are. In fact, we can even feel that engagement happening even before you return. I'm so excited. Thank you. Praise you. Give you all the glory. So um, I want to read to you this verse that can sound really intimidating at first, but, you know, he does that. He gets you ready. In that relationship with him, even though you can't see him with your physical eyes, he does something on the inside of you that makes you fall in love with him. And actually, I did get to go to heaven and I did see him looking at me and that has made all the difference in my life. I just so appreciate that he had me visit there and that we had that time together. And I know that I just brought it home with me. And I got to tell you, um, well, let me read this first. Well, let me tell you, or I may forget, but months ago I was thinking that I wasn't going to make it because he corrected me. And um, I, I fixed that correction, and that's part of what he wants me to share with you eventually and how I got to that place to go to heaven. He was assuring me that I'm going to be there because I was afraid I wasn't after that, and I didn't think I was measuring up. You know how you try to do things on your own without him, and you just can't do it. He's your everything. He's your sustenance. So anyway, and then after that, I was thinking, how was I even going to be there, you know, how is it going to be? What are we going to do? And he just started showing me. He started getting me to that place where I could see. And so anyway, um, I guess, hey, Siri went on here. I don't need that. So Revelation 19, 7. Let us rejoice and shout for joy. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him the glory and honor for the marriage of the Lamb at last has come. His bride has prepared herself. So many people think they don't have to get ready. He's calling us his bride, and we're getting ready. And that's what I was doing. I didn't even know I was getting ready. But, you know, when you just let him lead you, that is where I ended up being. She has been permitted to dress in fine, radiant linen. When you get there, I saw the dress. I had the dress on. It was beautiful. And um, dazzling in white for fine linen is and signifies, represents the righteousness, the upright, just, godly, living deeds, conduct, right standing with God of the saints. So, you know, so many people think, well, you're not supposed to do anything. You can't do anything. But it says right here that we have to prepare ourselves. And if you think about living in heaven, you know, you got to prepare yourself to live there. You're not going to just automatically move in there and know how to live. Because his kingdom isn't the same as the kingdom we live in here on the earth. It's not the same. And so, you know, I was just thinking and writing this morning, and, and this is actually what I wrote, and I'm working on a book. And I have, have you any idea the invitation we have been given? We have been, Jesus is asking us to marry him. And, you know, it seems weird at first that we'd be the bride of Christ, especially when you think about a guy being the bride of Christ. And I'm not a guy, so I don't know. But um, Jesus makes you feel so special. And, you know, I'm married and I have an awesome husband and he's been there for me. We committed for better, for worse, for rich, for poor, till death do us part. We promised that even before we decided to get married, that we weren't going to end this. And it's not as perfect as you, you would like it to be. 
And it's because really God was showing me, we try to get things from people, from our mates that they don't have the capability of giving us the things that we need are from Jesus. And he's been showing me that and got me to the place where I actually am excited and I know I'm getting married. And I was sharing with you yesterday that he said, I'm getting a place ready for you. And when he said that, I'm like, huh? What? Am I going early? Am I going back? What's going on? And um, he's just assuring me that he's got a place for me. He's assuring me because he knew I was afraid that I wasn't going to make it. And, you know, some people are like, well, how can you be afraid? Of course you're going to make it. You're a Christian. But it is not like that at all. You have to measure up. You really do. I mean, yeah, he did all he did for you, but you got to receive it. You got to be his bride. You have to be there for him. There's so much more to it than meets the eye. And that revelation comes. And I think his revelation is crazy good. That revelation comes as you take that time to be with him and to learn his way. Nothing is automatic. So yeah, he did all that he did for you. And you can't do works to get there. And that's exactly what people misinterpret in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Because he's saying, you didn't obey me. And they're saying, but we did this for you and we did that for you. And so many people are there. You know, they're thinking, oh, yeah, Lee, you're just trying to do works. I'm not trying to do works. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. You know, you're trying to do works. You know, it's the opposite, really, of what you're thinking. Because you're thinking... That, you know, you're going to go to church every Sunday and, well, we don't even get to do that anymore. But you're going to do all these religious things. That's what was wrong with the Pharisees. They weren't in love with Jesus. They weren't in love with God. They were just doing the stuff. You know, they were just starving themselves when they fast. They weren't, like, um, desperate to be with Jesus. They were starving themselves. That's what they were doing. Fasting isn't about starving yourself. And then they were saying, God, you don't even see it. Of course he doesn't see it. So in all this excitement and him showing me that he's just about to show up and, you know, sometimes it just seems like, um, you know, the plan. And then all of a sudden, um, because he shows you the plan, he he tells you things to come. And then all of a sudden it feels like he's coming tomorrow. And I start getting confused. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? And um, I just woke up in the middle of the night and I wanted to just type out everything he was saying. But he was saying, don't buy anything. Get rid of your stuff. Start getting ready. And, you know, he has already gotten me to that place where, you know, you get attached to stuff because when you live here, you know, there's there's things that, you know, um, Satan just like tempts you with. And, and, and the purpose is to keep you away from Jesus. And Jesus said that in Mark 4. If you don't understand this one thing, you won't understand anything that Satan is trying to come steal God from you. So anyway, we get attached to stuff because we really don't see Jesus and he seems far off. But, you know, he kept telling me, know this, know that, know that. And I'm like, all right. And um, later I found out he said an hour of great testing is at hand. And of course, if you're going to marry someone, you're going to make sure that that person isn't going to betray you. And so I started focusing more on him after that word because he scared me again when he said, I'm frustrated, obey me. I still wasn't doing my assignment to the full. And I still don't feel like I am, but um, he is helping me also. And I just, I reach a goal and I'm just like, how did I do that? You did that. He's so amazing. 
But anyway, it was like, don't buy anything. And I haven't been buying anything. And we can't even go to the store now anymore anyway. And so I haven't been buying anything. But it was even before that. It's like he prepared me for this time. And now, you know, because I'm more focused on him instead of the stuff, you know, he uses what Satan meant for your harm. But I just am so much more in love with him. And I have, I have this excitement that I already said. I'm excited and I really feel like I'm getting married. And it's so exciting. And I can't hardly wait to be with him again because I was already there. And he is just, he is just crazy wonderful. No one can look at you, <clears throat> excuse me, the way he does. He is just so awesome. I'm just looking through here of anything else I want to um, say to you. But yeah, uh, it, it's the stuff, it's, it's the things of the world as I feel like he wants me to talk to you about and start getting rid of it. When he comes, you don't want to be caught with a bunch of stuff in your house because it's hoarding and it's your God. Get rid of stuff. Get rid of it because he's coming. Start getting ready for him to come and get you. Start, start focusing on getting married and um, getting closer to him and asking him to show you what it's going to be like. Ask him to show you. Ask him to help you to get ready. That's what I did. And then when you start caring about what he cares about, oh my gosh, you become emotionally involved. And you just can't help. When you know how he feels, you know, when someone tells you how they feel about something, it's an emotional thing. You know, you, you just, you care. When you talk to that person every day and you know what they're going through, and <clears throat> I want to tell you that he is hurting. It's not his will. It's not the plan that one should perish. But we're so stuck in the world and not even intending to leave. Even with all the things going on, some people just can't see it. They think it's all going to just blow over. And Thessalonians, it says that um, everything's, everybody's going to say, oh, everything's fine. And we got this false peace. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is going to show up. And you're not going to be ready. The bride has prepared herself. What bride? doesn't get ready for a wedding and we're not getting ready. We're acting like nothing's happening. Truly, we are. I was until he started showing me. What are you thinking? What are you getting ready for? Why are you hoarding all that? You're leaving. And that thing is your God and it's keeping you separate from me. You can't serve God and something else at the same time. So I really just want to tell you today that Jesus is coming and it is a true wedding. I mean, it's just purely love. It's pure. And um, it's, it's him. It's him. You know, just, just him loving you in the most, the deepest way that could ever happen. I just, I can't explain how um, how I got to this place where I just feel like a little girl and um, I feel beautiful and he just makes you feel complete. And getting rid of all that stuff that I had clinging to me, you know, Satan does that. He just, he puts things on you, makes you think that things have to be a certain way or you have to have this and you have to have that. And he gets you, your focus, as I said, away from Jesus. 
And then you're, and then everything just becomes this crazy chaos, especially when you're expecting someone else to um, fulfill your needs, and they can't, and you can't, you just can't get what you need from anyone except Jesus. And then when he starts doing that, it's amazing. And then you want to give to others, and you understand others and how they're trying to get something from someone else or from something else and you and they can't do that and and you can see that and so then Jesus expects you to go to them and be what they need and lead them actually to him because he is really what they need so you know Revelation 3.20 says that if you um, let Jesus in he's knocking at the door of your heart and if you let him in if you if you heed his voice He's going to come in and dine with you. So that means he's going to come in and recreate you and, and make you his perfect bride without spot or wrinkle. No, you can't do that yourself, but your part is to submit to him, is to give up, give up your way, give up your thinking, give up your opinion. Stop being your own God. Stop forming your own opinion and think his way. And his way is the best, and it's healthy, and it's wonderful. And so when you're willing to submit to do that, that's when he comes and lives on the inside of you. He said, if you heed my voice, I will come in. So that's part of it. You don't just say a prayer, and that gets you to heaven. You're, it's a commitment. It's a relationship. You become engaged, and then when he gets here, you're getting married. So get ready to get married. <laughs> It's really for real. It's awesome. And only he can show you that. So if you'd never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then I would like to say that prayer with you in reference to Revelation 3.20. So all you have to do is say, Jesus, I hear you knocking at the door of my heart, and I'm asking you to come in. And I'm going to commit to you and do whatever you tell me to do. I love you. And... I want you to help me to get to that place where I see how much you love me and even that I would fall more and more in love with you. We love you and praise you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. So if you said that prayer, then he is, he has come to live on the inside of you. Now your part is to heed his voice. John 1, 1 tells us he is his word. And so you got to look at his word and then come in agreement with his word and then um, worship him, think about him. Um, <clears throat> he, know, he said that his sheep know his voice and they follow me and he gives them eternal life. So all you do is follow him. Get to that place, get in a quiet place and he will talk to you and he will sound like his word. Get ready. He's coming. And you don't want it to be like a thief in the night. Those who aren't watching. Start getting ready. <clears throat> Excuse me to get married. Start getting ready to get married. And you'll be watching for him. Watch for him. Be engaged with him. Be about what he's about. Find out what he's thinking and what you can do to ease his pain. He's in pain. It's not his will that one should perish. And that's why he's not here yet. Because he's waiting. He's long-suffering. So thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.